I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. So what type of qualifications do you have to have to write a Christian Maybe you're worried that you need to be a minister in order to write about God, or that you need an advanced degree, or you have to go through some form of formal ministry training. Well, if that is keeping you up at night, let me set the record straight. You don't have to be a minister in order to write for the Christian market. In fact, some of the most popular and best-selling books within the Christianity space have been written by regular people like you and me, and like my guest on the show today, Australia Rogers. You know, she had to battle that same struggle. Oh my gosh, am I really good enough to write this book about prayer? You know, I'm not a minister. I haven't had any formal training, but When you hear the story of how God used her yes to set so many wives and couples free, I pray that you will no longer let fear hold you back from sharing your message with the world, that you will follow your your calling, that you will start writing, that you will keep writing because there are so many people that need what you have to say. You can write about your own journey. You can share your thoughts on a biblical passage. Don't let intimidation keep you from writing the book that God has called you to write. God has given you unique insight and perspective, and he wants to use you, yes, you, to reach people with his message. So take note of how Australia was able to move forward in spite of her fears, and I believe that it will inspire you to do the same. Enjoy. Well, Estelia, welcome to Publishing Secrets. So excited to have you here with me today and talk about your book and the impact that it's making on wives around the globe, literally on lives around the globe. I've had the opportunity to work with you over a couple of months and a couple of different projects. And I've really been impressed with your heart for women and your passion for seeing their marriages transformed. And so I'm excited to share you with our listening audience today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, uh, I know you as star, so that's often what I call you. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell the listening audience, you're going to hear star. And maybe we we should tell them uh, a little bit about the background (laughs) (laughs) in our conversation But I think it's such um, a fitting nickname because of the light that you bring um, to the space that God has called you to, a light that's very desperately needed when we look at the state of marriage today. But I want to start at the beginning because, you know, for someone to make a decision to do 
the work that you do, it, it requires um, some dedication and commitment because this is not easy work <laughs> that you do. This is, this is hard stuff. And I'm, I'm sure at times gut-wrenching. So yeah. why don't we kind of go back to the beginning? Tell us a little bit about how you got into the work that you do and, and, and bring the listening audience up to speed, all the many hats that you wear, because you wear <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> yes, a, a couple of hats. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, so my story. So it, it's really interesting because I've always had a heart for people. Um, so that that has always been my my number one, has always been a heart for people. When I started out as a social worker from the beginning, um, my number one desire was that I actually wanted to help children. And that was actually my first desire. And I wanted to help every child that I came across. Um, I, I, I promise you as a social worker, I was going to be broke. Um, trying to help all these children. Um, and so I, I soon realized that in order to truly be able to have the impact that I wanted, um, that I needed to become a therapist. And so I became a licensed clinical social worker. And through the time as a licensed clinical social worker, I began to see that although I am a child therapist, so actually um, I'm a registered play therapist supervisor as well. Um, but what I started to see also was that the, the, the parents, um, a lot of times are the, uh, I would say they're the beginning of, you know, who these children are and who they become. And so, oh gosh, it's such a, so many pieces to it. But, um, so that, that was the number one for me. The number one was that I really wanted to help in creating healthy families for me personally, to be very honest, I never saw healthy marriages. Um, every woman in my family has been divorced, um, down to my grandmother, who was the um, matriarch of our family. Um, she divorced my grandfather and they never, um, you know, they never, she never remarried. And so her advice to me growing up when it came to marriage and when it came to men was not healthy mm -hmm. at all. Um, she was definitely very much so, you know, never trust a man as far as you can throw him. Or um, that, that was actually my, my marriage advice, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, not to put all your eggs in one basket, you know, kind of thing. So to be very honest, when I got married, um, after seeing many broken marriages and getting the advice that I got from me personally, um, I actually was myself one foot in, one foot out. Like I was all the way in, but I was like, mm, just in case, you know, <laughs> this doesn't work out. There was a part of me that was like, Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work out before it even started. Like this was, this wow. was my idea. And, um, so as I, as I continued in therapy and honestly, me and my husband have been married now for 13 years. Um, thank you, Jesus. We've been together for 18. Um, but there was the turning point for me. And when I realized that couples counseling um, was really what I wanted to focus on. And I'll kind of get into the story a little later, but was when we kind of had our own issues and we actually went to counseling ourselves. And um, when we went to counseling, I realized like, this was what I wanted to do. Like, this is what I needed to do because the counselor that I went to, she, I always say, she, I mean, obviously with God, but she, she saved my marriage. She mm -hmm. saved my marriage. Um, us doing the tools, us doing the things that she taught us. Um, it really made a change in my relationship and it opened my eyes to who I was in my relationship, who, what I had brought to the marriage. Um, but then as well as, like I said, for me and my husband. And so after that, I, Honestly, I, I have become an expert 
um, so to speak, in couples counseling. Um, I'm very, very, very um, strong and determined to learn all that I need to learn. I'm currently on a certification track um, with Gottman. Um, it's a type of, uh, it's, a, it's a model for couples counseling, but um, you know, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times we are just not taught how to be married. You know, everyone says when you get older as women, you know, you need to go and you need to get married. Okay. But what do I do once I get married? Like, (laughs) you know, what's supposed to happen next? You know, so that has now become my, um, why that is my, why that is my mission, um, is to really just help couples become happy, successful, who they want to be, teach them the skills to be successful and just be happy like to really be happy as a couple and not be together for kids, not be together because I have to, but be in a relationship that you want to be in because you are happy and you are doing the work and every day is not happy, but you got to do the work. Um, And you can, you can be happy. You can be happy in a relationship. And no one ever taught me that. Hmm. Honest, No one ever taught me that. So yeah, that's my why. You know, as I, as I hear you sharing that, I, I wonder how many people in our listening audience can identify with what you shared. Like we may have these goals for our lives and we might think, well, gosh, I would love to do this. But then at the same time, you have, you know, people th- whose opinion you value, people that are, you know, respected and that you look up to and their point of view you know, can start seeping into your mind and, and shape the way you think about this goal that you have in this instance, it's, it's marriage, but it really can apply to so many things. Our environment, the environment that we're in can be so extremely powerful. And so as I heard you sharing, and I think about you know, work that I've done with other clients who some are on the, in the marriage space, some are helping people on the other side of divorce, right? I wonder how much of what we're seeing with struggling marriages, divorce rates is, is partly attributed to the environment in which we were exposed to. So there's a lot of things in your work that you have to overcome. So I, I wonder if we could talk about that a little bit. You know, you've, you've done a licensed social work, you've worked with couples, and we'll talk about later your mentoring and coaching now. Like, what are some of the common things other than like maybe what we're taught growing up that you see really get in the way of couples being happy and healthy? Oh, yeah. Um, so number one, I mean, the number one issue is communication. That is the number one issue, I believe, that couples come to my office. Um, they don't know how to communicate. And again, most of them weren't taught. Um, when I ask a lot of people and I'll say, well, you know, as a child, how did you all communicate in the household? Was there any problem solving, any conflict resolution? And it was like, no, I did what my mom and dad told me to do. Or, you know, they weren't able to share because we know, unfortunately, growing up, you know, men weren't allowed to cry. You know, there was no, you know, I'm a boy and I want to come and talk to you about my problems. Like back then, you know, dads are looking at you like, no, there's no conversation. You can't have feelings. So now you have grown men and women that don't know how to communicate because they weren't taught. So of course, um, the marriage, um, when it comes to communication, that's a big piece. Definitely. I would say not knowing how to keep their connection. So right now I'm seeing a lot of like 20 year long relationships. 
um, 19 year old, um, excuse me, not 19 year old, but 19 year long relationships um, that are honestly breaking up. And, you know, they come into my office and they're like, we, we just, we don't know when it happened, but hmm. this isn't what we want. And so having to teach them how to reconnect um, dating, you know, a lot of times kids get in the way and kids become the priority. Well, once the kids are the priority, the marriage no longer is that. And so now we're not nurturing, we're not feeding our, our marriage. And just like a plant, I always compare marriages to a plant. Um, if you do not nurture and feed a plant, it will wither away. So if you are spending all your attention and your time on your children, then what do you think is happening to your marriage? And you know, people will say, well, my family, we're together all the time. You are, but are you together as a couple? Are you together as parents? right? So those two are the most uh, that I see. Of course, infidelity, honestly, unfortunately, is another big one. But infidelity, from what I see a lot of times, though, it's not just from someone saying, you know, oh, I'm going to go cheat on my spouse. A lot of times it's because there's an emotional deficit that happens. And what I'm seeing a lot of is that it's happening in the workplace, um, happening with friends. And it's more of like a, you know, I'm having a conversation with this person and we start to become friends and they don't even realize the emotional attachment that they're having because they no longer have this connection with their spouse that they once had. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're seeing a lot of that. So a lot of people feel like, oh, he or she is having an affair. Like they're just out there, you know, just, you know, sleeping with whomever, doing whatever. And like, no, a lot of times what happens is it's a friendship and it may have genuinely been a friendship at work. Like I said, a work relationship, but then it turns into something else. And so I would say um, for sure, communication, family, children, um, not knowing how to do the balance per se. Um, and then definitely infidelity is a big one that I see. Hmm. You know, as, as I'm, as I'm processing what you're saying, you know, I could see why communication was, was first, um, because I, I see ripple effects of that in, in the other two, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if we stop really communicating about us, and our relationship and all the communication is about the kids and we're taking them to this meet and we got to make sure that they do this. And, and there's not really any conversation or communication about us and what we need as a couple, then that, that can create that emotional deficit mm-hmm. um, that you talked about. And then, you know, when, when I heard you describing what often happens in the workplace is it was the conversation again. So someone's actually talking to me, they're listening to me, they're hearing what's on my mind. I feel heard in this conversation. And so because I'm getting something from them, I just tend to grow closer and closer to them. But if I was getting that from my marriage relationship, I I wouldn't have a need for that. So I can definitely see why the communication piece is so important. And you're right. I mean, I think not just in marriage relationship, but we're not really taught how to communicate at all. I mean, we're, we're taught how to, you know, say words and how to write words, but in terms of how to communicate, to be understood, um, to really listen to other people and hear their heart and resolve conflict. Not really, not really. So those aren't skills that we really have. And if to your point, if they weren't modeled for us, we're kind of, you know, going around in the dark, trying to figure this thing 
trying to figure this thing out. So you're working with these couples and you have your, your work cut out for you, but it it sounds like, you know, you really enjoy the work that you Mm -hmm. do. You're passionate about it. So I I wonder uh, just to kind of segue into your book, Mm -hmm. how did, how did all of this work that you were doing with couples lead you to a point where you decided, wow, I need to actually put this in writing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, so, so my book came from my own personal story and my book is um, prayers for my husband. So it's a 30 day prayer journal. And so what happened was when I was in my fork in the road and trying to figure out what we were doing in our own marriage, God just basically spoke to me so clearly and said, you know, you need to pray for your husband. And it was really interesting. Cause for me, I was like, I pray for him all the time, God, like all the time. And he was like, no, specifically pray for him. And so I did, I I did 30 days um, nonstop, no matter what happened um, in the 30 days. And I prayed and from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. So it was a little different because it was like more of like body parts and um, things. And so when I prayed and so what happened was two years later, um, it was actually, well, now it's been about four years, but two years later, um, I we were in the middle of the pandemic. And during the pandemic, um, God said to me, you know, you need to make it a book. And I was like, ooh, I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, and at this time, I mean, my marriage is, is flourishing. We, we had just bought a house, um, just, you know, kids are doing great. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, God. And so I spoke to my husband about it. And um, he was like, yeah, you need to, do, you know, you can do it, it's fine. And he gave me permission. And once he did that, you know, everything kind of fell into place. But the reason why it was so important for me to do it is because I knew what it had done for me. And I knew how God had moved in my life by me being faithful, following his instructions. And what I said was, I said, God, if only one person, if only one person reads this book and prays these prayers and their marriage is changed, their lives are changed, their husbands are changed. I said, then that's all I wanted. I said, God, that, that, that's all I want. And it was, I did not know why I was doing it. I had no idea. I knew what he told me to do. Um, I was afraid, all of that stuff, but like, it was just something about it that I had to do it because I know that there are women out there that truly either one, don't even know how to pray. Um, there's certain times where you don't know what to pray. Um, and I had to write it. And so, you know, in the book, of course, I, I write my scriptures and then and my prayers, excuse me, and there's a space um, for each reader to write their own prayers. Um, but that, that, that was the reason, like, it was very important to me. Um, and honestly, and I'm also a Christian counselor. So a lot of my um, clients actually use my book um, and they pray my book. Um, and so a lot of them do that. They've they give it to friends and, you know, they're like, oh, we got our, our little groups and things that they do on their own. But um, it, it has really became a tool in counseling. Um, and it's become a tool just for women to really settle and be able to pray for their husbands and, and really cover them in prayer. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's been amazing. Wow. You know, I, as I, as I hear you share that, I'm thinking that's a really great point. I mean, like we talked about, you know, you're not really taught how to communicate with each other. But also, are we really taught how to pray for our spouse? No. (laughs) I mean, maybe some generic prayers, but, you know, having had the opportunity to read your book, it's really specific. Like you're praying for a very specific thing each day. And to your point, like things that you, you, probably wouldn't think to pray. At least I wouldn't think to pray. I'll say that. Um, so you, 
So God gave you a really specific plan and you saw how it improved your marriage. In addition to, I I also want to say, in addition to you guys going to counseling. So I I think that's a really important point too, right? Is that first of all, I want to say God works through people. So God can work through counselors to bring about uh, transformation in our lives. But there's also this this very um, practical spiritual component of, am I praying? Am I doing um, my part in asking uh, for God's uh, favor and, and blessing over my husband and, and my marriage? Am I being intentional in those activities outside of going to the counseling appointment, outside of whatever assignments are given? So this is a, a great example of how it can all work together, mm-hmm. how the, the spiritual exercises and work that we do um, can work hand in hand with going through counseling and therapy. Like we need all of it. It's not oh. one or the other. We really need both. And you're saying that your clients are are actually, even though they're coming to counseling, they're using um, this book as a way to, you know, I would say even accelerate the healing process, right? Because you're inviting God in and asking him to be a part of the journey, not just, you know, solely operating mm-hmm. Um, in yourself. And you, you know, it's funny, you said uh, you were, you know, if just one person's life has changed, but that's not what happened, right? Tell us about what <laughs> actually happened once the book got published. How, how did you have a sense of people being impacted? So it, it was not what I expected at all. Um, when they say God will blow your mind, if you are obedient, um, God has blown my mind. Um, so along with, you know, I, I started a book, um, and as, as people started reading the book, um, the testimonies just started pouring in, they started pouring in and, um, a couple of things that, that really stood out was, I'll tell you one, um, I had two women actually messaged me and they were like, we started the book for obviously separately, but each of them said they started the book for the purpose of like, they were like, oh, I'm about to pray for my husband and I'm about to do this and I'm going to do this. And they said the conviction on them. Mm. was so strong because as they're praying for his eyes, they're praying for his mouth and they're just like, Ooh, but what about my mouth? Like, how Mm. am I? So not only were they praying for their husbands, but they began to feel a conviction even in their spirits. Um, And then I got many messages of just someone would message me. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm on day 20 and I can see a change. Like I see the change in him. I see this happening. Um, Recently, a woman messaged me um, and actually, so, and I'll I'll talk about this a little bit, but as a bonus with the book, once you purchase the book, um, you do also receive access to a private Facebook page um, where you do receive support. And there's women, I think there's there's, um, women in there now who um, have just started the book, but one of the women she posted and she was on day 30 and she said on day 30 and her and her husband actually would do the book in the morning together. Um, and she said now like they'll do, they have like two devotionals they do. And then he always takes my book and he goes, okay, well now it's time to pray. And he uses my book every morning and they recycle it. They recycle it. And she said <laughs> um, the first time they did it though, they got to page 30. And she said it was the first time her husband caught the Holy Spirit. And he actually experienced that in their wow. prayer time. And she said, oh my goodness. She said, this is never, she said, he, he was crying and he was just like, thank you, God. And, you know, she was like, it was such an amazing experience for both of them to go through it together. So 
it has been, um, oh gosh, it's just been amazing to hear the testimonies, um, the women that have supported one another through this book. Um, and you'll see, and again, like I said, once you get the book, you do have access to the Facebook page. It's called Praise for My Husband. Um, but even on the page, the women are so supportive and they're so open and transparent. Um, we do once a month, we do um, 5.30 a.m. prayers, and sometimes we'll do testimonies. So for instance, this month we did prayer. Um, next month is going to be testimonies. Um, and so what happens at 5.30 in the morning is that you have women that are coming up there that have never prayed before, mm-hmm. um, ever, like ever. The first woman, I think it was her first time ever praying. She's like, I've never done this out loud. She literally played for a minute. And everybody was on the live because it's a live, but you know, we could take, we're like, oh my gosh, amen. Like, you know, we're supporting her as she's praying for her husband. And, you know, it's it's just an amazing experience to have women that support you and there's no judgment. You know, there's no judgment. Um, there's elders, there's pastors, there's like I said, women that have never prayed before in their lives. Um, but we all just come together and there's been, we had a wedding um last year so you know it was everybody supported that and we we're like oh my gosh our first wedding so <laughs> there's there, there single women in there as well that are praying we just had an engagement i'm waiting for her to share with the group next next month she's going to share with the group in testimony time but she messaged me directly and she's like i'm engaged and so you know you have married women praying for single women and praying for their husbands to come because again we have to be specific and what we pray for. And so if you're praying for a husband, it's like, yes, I'm praying for a husband, but what do you want specifically from that husband? What do you want Mm -hmm. from God? And so um, this is kind of like, this is what we're doing now, but it is, it has been an amazing journey and the impact. I actually just received an email just yesterday, um, actually, and a woman, um, she sent me an email saying that she was actually about to walk out the door. And she said, um, she saw my book on Facebook and she purchased it. And, um, she started doing it and she just finished day 30 when she got the book and she's, or excuse me, she just finished her day 30 when she emailed me. And she said, I'm going to tell you now, she said, it's not perfect. She said, but we're not getting divorced. Hmm. And she said, God is amazing. And she said, thank you so much. She said, you just don't understand what these prayers did for me. And so, like I said, for, for me, it's very overwhelming because this was my heart. You know, this was, this was my heart. Um, and this is what God did. And I don't know, I always say this, I don't know what he's going to do um, with it. We had a retreat, about 25 women came to the prayers for my husband retreat. We're going to have another one um, in next year. It'll probably be in February is the, what we're planning now. But like, it was just, it, it was an amazing experience. And again, to have women, um, they check on each other. I mean, even in a Facebook group, like when people post stuff and, and I've had women that, and, and there's heavy issues like down to domestic violence. So there's like, there's heavy issues that have popped up in this group. And I remember one time we had a woman and she's like, you know, this is going on. And I had five women reach out to her immediately. And they, and these women are therapists, they're, they're preachers, they're, you know, they're, they're reaching out and they're like, look, what area are you in? What do you need help with? Like, it, it's, it's a, it's a family. Like we call it, it, it's a family. It's a group of women that have come together and through technology and they are all over. I mean, some hmm. are international at this point. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's been a blessing. I can talk about it all day, but the impact, <laughs> um, the, the impact has been amazing to hear these women and to just read their testimonies and hear what God is doing in their lives through their prayer. And again, how they're learning to pray. Um, and I'll tell you one more um, woman, she, she wasn't even in church. She mm. wasn't even going to church. 
and she started reading the book. And when she started praying in the book, um, there was a man in her life and they began um, to date her and this, this guy. And, but she started going to church. I mean, she became an usher, like all of this. And I'm just like, and she's like, thank you so much for this book. And I was like, you know, (laughs) I'm like this, like, you know, but it's God, you know, Mm. we do what God tells us to do and God does the rest. God does the rest. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just his vessel and I'm just grateful. Wow. It, it, it is such a, um, such a strong reinforcement for being obedient though. Right. Because if you had not said yes, yeah. even with, and we'll talk about this in a bit, even with all the things that, you know, sometimes pop up in our minds when God, yeah. you know, says, this is what we need to do. But if, if those, those voices had won and you had said, no, I'm not going to do it. Then all the things that you are now seeing, all of the, the messages that you're getting, the emails, the group, none of that would exist. Right. And so when you think about it in those terms, and those of you that are listening that are, are on the fence, you're debating about whether or not you're going to answer the call. I want you to really take in what star is saying is that your yes is literally the answer to someone else's prayer. Yes. A prayer that some people may have prayed and some people may not even know what to pray, but when they see your book, even the example that you gave posted on Facebook or someone shares about how your book has impacted their life, that, that you could literally be a part of someone being set free, but only if you, say yes. And and that's going to mean that you're going to have to do some things that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to do some things, uh, afraid, but the reward, what you've, you've described for us is that the reward will often exceed your expectations because you didn't see a retreat when you were writing the book. (laughs) You didn't see a Facebook, (laughs) you know, family when you were right. You didn't see people getting up. I mean, that's really powerful. People getting up at 5 30 in the morning to pray that's that's not a a very common behavior and especially amongst people that i quote unquote don't know right but look at how god has really shown up and um put his stamp of approval on on what you are doing and that is so so powerful so we have to say yes now let's back up a little bit because i want to make sure that we're also, you know, thinking about those that are on the fence, like real talk, because this meant you sharing some of your personal journey. It also meant you taking time to, you know, pour into this in addition to, you know, your counseling Mm -hmm. practice and all these other things. So when you got this call and you felt God was, you know, encouraging you to do it, what were some of the, the challenges that came up, whether they were real challenges or imagine <laughs> what were some of the things that, that happened for you? Ooh, I mean, number one, you know, who am I, you know, who, who am I, you know, to even think that I could create this type of book, you know, and, and it's one thing, I'm not going to say it's one thing. It's one thing, but when you're, when you're writing a, a book that is not Christian or spiritual, I'm not gonna say Christian, but you know, spiritual or, or even Bible based, you know, um, but to, to put a book out there of prayers, like 
I am not a pastor. <laughs> right. I am, you know, I'm not a quote unquote intercessor. I have no, you know, I've led, you know, I've, I've been a youth leader before in my church, but, you know, and I'm active in ministry. Like I said, I'm a Christian counselor, but like, I am not a minister, you know? So for me, this was very like, oh my gosh, like, what if I got a word wrong? Or what if I got a, a, a verse wrong? What if something didn't match? Like I had what they call imposter syndrome to the max. Right. And I just felt like there is no, like, I am not good enough. I'm not. And that was the main thing for me. And I just kept hearing over and over again, do it afraid, but do it with God. And that was something that resonated. Like I had it written on my wall. It was do it afraid, but do it with God. And I had to keep reminding myself of that, that he wouldn't have told me to do it if I wasn't supposed to. And I continued along the way though. And I, and I did have to tell two people. So let me say that also. Um, I had to have two people hold me accountable because I never would have launched. I'm going to be very honest if it wasn't for my best friend. Um, my my book was published, like my book published before I launched. So I didn't do a pre, you know, anything like that. Like people do. I was too scared. Um, <laughs> and my best friend, she said, well, I'm setting the date. I'm setting the date. She set the date. She put out um, invitations to wow. my launch. She did. She, she, she went out and did it. And I was like, <laughs> said, we launching. <laughs> <laughs> like it or not, we're launching. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and and, and, I, and honestly, by that time, I had had the video. Like, I, I have a trailer for my book, and I mean, all this stuff was already done. And I just could not, I could not pull the plug. And you know, but God put her in my life, and you know, mm-hmm. she is my, she's my bulldog. Like, she's like, oh no, you're doing this. Like anything, I, she's like, you're doing it. Um, but it was, it's that feeling of I'm just, I'm not good enough. Who's gonna read this? Like. Who's going to think what I have on this paper is really worth reading? But the Mm -hmm. truth is someone has went through your situation. Someone has went through the same journey that you are going on. There are millions and millions of people in this world. Believe me, someone has went through the same journey. And it may not be word for word, the exact same, but I'm going to tell you now, I never thought that there was going to be so many women that would connect just through this book. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't think about it. And, you know, so it, it's just really that fear of just not being good enough. That, that was my, for me, that was my biggest challenge. I'm going to be honest. Once I said yes, my editor, she was like, okay, I'll help you. It was one of my friends from high school. She was like, okay, I'll help you. No problems. Child, I hadn't talked to her in 15 years, childhood friend, talked to her in 15 years. And I called her not like in a, like a conversation. We've seen each other on Facebook, but no like real conversation. I called her. I was like, Hey, God gave me this. And I know that she edits and stuff. She was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. And I was just like, Oh, okay. No problem. You know, my book trailer, one of my, um, I have a nonprofit organization where I, I have a nonprofit also, but, um, where I mentor teens and one of my teenagers, she's now in college. And um, I called her, I learned, I saw that she does journalism and I said, Hey, I got an idea. And she said, okay. And I was just like, Oh, you know, so there, there were no issues. Obviously there was some like last minute, how do you upload to Kindle and that kind of stuff and Amazon, all that crazy stuff. But like nothing was stopping me. There was no financial issues there. Nothing. When God said, do it, he laid it all out. Hmm. Only thing that hindered me was me. It took me a year. It took me a year to publish this journal a year because of me, hmm. just, just because, because I was so afraid to step out there and do what God had told me to do. And I was doing it 
But when it came time to launch and to give birth to this baby, it was just like, whoo, I'm not ready. Like, I don't, I don't want no contractions. <laughs> I don't want no- <laughs> That. I'm not doing so thank God for the midwife because that's essentially what your best friend yes. became you know she was the midwife to help to birth this book and and I think that's even worth um highlighting for our audiences is God will bring people uh into our lives or give people a nudge to help us and, and we have to be open to yeah. them right because it's it's God working through them and uh, they're trying to kind of help advance the mission that God has has given us. I think about in scripture, there were so many times where there was someone that had to come alongside, right? Yeah. Um, this person was called, but you know, th- this this person had to come alongside. I'm thinking of of, of Moses and Aaron. Moses was like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, uh, so if it wasn't for, for Aaron and, and Miriam, some of the things wouldn't have happened because Moses was so afraid. And so um, God will put people in our lives to help us to move forward. And we've got to, we've got to listen to them. We've got to be willing to do it. I'm afraid, but with God, I love that. And look at, look at what has happened because of your yes. Now I want to also clue the audience on it in that that that's not even it. So you, you launched the book, you've got the Facebook community, but then in addition to your counseling practice, you decided that you wanted to help more people and not be limited um, by geography, like who, who's there with you. So talk to us about the other things that ultimately ended up getting birth, as you said, yes to the book. Yeah. So out of the book, of course, then now I'm actually a relationship coach. Um, so along with being a therapist, um, I am also doing relationship coaching. Um, I currently actually have a group um, that I do group coaching and it's called Lover's Lane and it's a couples mentor program. And so, and I, and I say mentor slash coaching because um, it's a coaching program, but I'm really mentoring these couples. And what we do is we have two workshops a month um, in the workshops I'm teaching. Then I also bring in guest experts to come in and they teach and let me tell you something like that in itself has been amazing. Um, I had a um, relationship, a sex therapist, excuse me, a sex therapist came in and she spoke and it was, it was an amazing conversation to watch couples being able to actually openly speak about even sex in their relationship. Cause that's something that people do not want to talk about. And I'm like, no, like we have to talk about these things. And so um, in, in the, with the workshops, what we do those and I give homework assignments um, to the couples right now, they're actually on a 30 day challenge where every day they're doing conversation starters. So I'm, I'm very big on communication um, and through communication, we learn about one another. So I'm helping them to build friendships, to really reconnect um, in the first, in the very first session that we have, we talk about like our vision as a couple. And it's really interesting to see that couples that have been together for 10, 15 years, they don't even have the same vision for their relationship. Hmm. And so it's really interesting once they realize that they're like, oh my gosh, like this is part of the reason why we have some of the issues because we are actually looking at things completely different. Mm -hmm. And so um, when they join the program, they have access to a membership portal in the membership portal, they have replays. Um, So every time we do a workshop, they get replays. Um, There's other resources in there. I put, I put the homework up in there. Um, They have, we have a private Facebook group. So through that they get, and they have access to me. So through the five private Facebook group, um, any questions, that they ask. I do Q and A's. Um, so I am always there and it's affordable. It's $75 a month. Like that's it. It's, it's actually very affordable, but, but I, and I did it that way because 
I really didn't want it to be a, I didn't want it to be like a, oh my gosh, like we got, no, I want people to invest in their relationship. Like they have to be able to understand that just like we invest in everything else. And when I'm talking about investing, I'm talking about time. Um, We have to invest time in our marriages. And so this is why I started this program. And that's why I do it the way I do it, where it's ongoing, because you can do it for like six weeks at a time. And it's like, yeah, we can do that. But then it's like, okay, but what's next? And so I'm kind of growing with my couples. And so I'm watching them and I'm watching the group grow. And it's a beautiful thing. And even with the men. um, So everybody always says like, you know, men don't want to come to workshops. Men don't want to do this and they don't, you know, they don't want to do that. But what I find, which is very interesting, the men in my group are actually very, very, very talkative. Um, They communicate (laughs) well. Um, They, they are to, to watch the couples grow and to see them when they first come in, they can be a little quieter, but then like to watch them and I'll ask questions and we're talking about it. And they're like, no, you know, well, what about, this and what about when I'll tell you one really quickly someone had asked me she said well you know no the husband asked he said what's the difference between passion and being aggressive and I said um so she and then the wife kind of jumped in and they're up they're northerners so they're you know they're from New York so very very um passionate when she speaks um and so we had to speak about that because she's like no I you know I'm not aggressive I'm just passionate and I said well how are you speaking when you speak to him and who is saying that you're being aggressive? And he said, I am. And I said, okay, so let's stop. Have you asked him why he feels that way? Mm -hmm. Because we can look at things as much as we want to. And we can say, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm not doing that. But if someone is telling you that you're being a certain way, then as the receiver of that, we have to listen and we have to say, well, tell me why you actually think that. And so we were able to work that out just on the screen with the other couples and they don't have to show their faces. They don't want to, but we were able to work that out and everybody's listening and everybody's like, oh, that's true. And then they're connecting because they realized I'm not the only one that has that problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to go through this by myself. Other couples experience these things. And so it's just been an amazing group. It's an amazing time. Um, The couples range from I have 20 year old couples to 60 year olds in the group. Um, Some have been married for two years. Some have been married for 20 plus years. So it's it's an amazing range of couples and the experience that even they bring. So it's a it's a beautiful group. I love it. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's Lover's Lane and it's on my website, www.starlevelcoaching.com. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. So make sure, uh, listening audience, make sure that you head on over to starlevelcoaching.com. There you can learn more about Lover's Lane. You can also get the book, Prayers yeah. from My Husband, there um, and follow Star on Facebook and all the other social media platforms. So make sure that you check that out and spread the word. If you know someone, if you're listening, and maybe this is not, for you in terms of um, needing help with communication and reviving your marriage. But if you know someone that does need this, you know, I have this saying, friends don't let friends stay stuck. So if you're here and you know someone needs this, then why not share this episode, share um, the link to Star's website so that that person that you love can start getting the healing that they need. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, wow, look at God. That that's, that's just what comes to mind. Look at God 
that one yes just turned into so many different things, the book, uh, the Facebook community, the retreat that you mentioned, the Lover's Lane program, you know, working with couples one-on-one in relationship coaching that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to work with. And, and now, you know, through our work together, you're, you're getting on more podcasts, which is giving you an opportunity to spread the message even further. So it, it's so powerful. And as you shared, okay, maybe you don't have technically this minister designation, but you're still taking the message that God has given you and lives are being changed. So as you are listening to us, I want you to take in what is possible when you say yes, right? There's so much that is on the other side of your yes. Star, you, you've been a pleasure to have with us on the show and so many great nuggets um, that have come out of this conversation. Um, as we prepare to close and, and wrap up our time together, I wonder, you know, you have been down this journey in, 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 a, in a number of different facets. You know, you've had to work through challenges in your own marriage. Um, you've had to work through the challenges in your own mind of, am I good enough to take this message out that God has given me? And and there's an element of, of fear to all of this, right? It's, you know, it's, it's fear that it's not going to work out um, the way that I, I want it to, or that I'm not going to live up to this expectation that either others have of me or that I have of myself. And, and because of the work that you do, I just believe that you have a word that can help our listening audience. Just what would be your final piece of advice, the number one thing that you want those that are listening to take away from our conversation today? Okay. So my final piece of advice would be, oh, two things I think I would say, but I'm trying to say a final piece, but a final piece of advice would be, um, number one, you know, give him your yes. You know, no matter how afraid you are, it doesn't matter what it is. If God gives you instructions, um, give him your yes, do what it is that you are being called to do and go out there and God will equip you. That is in the Bible. He will equip you. So do what he is telling you to do, even if you're afraid. I do want to also just add that for my couples that hear this, if you feel in any way, shape or form that there's something that you don't know, don't be afraid to seek help. Just don't be afraid to seek help. Don't be afraid to invest, whether it's a workshop, whether it's a free web, a free workshop online, you know, whether it's a um, retreat, go out there and invest in your relationship and I'll give your relationship a chance. Because if you don't invest in it, if you don't nurture it, it's not going to grow. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.